Liverpool Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. How are you, friend? Always a pleasure and honor to have you joining us on the Paul Leslie Hour. I have a very special, exclusive interview I'm pulling out of the archives. This is an interview with record producer and songwriter Buddy Cannon. Buddy Cannon is a large part of the equation when it comes to the success of several iconic recording artists, especially in the world of country music. Buddy Cannon has been the longtime producer for the bulk of Kenny Chesney's discography, and for the last few years he has been the producer of choice for the legendary Willie Nelson. Some other artists he has produced would include George Jones, Reba McIntyre, Merle Haggard, and quite a few others. Buddy Cannon is also a great success as a songwriter. With country artists Bill Anderson and Jamie Johnson, Cannon wrote the hit song Give It Away, which was recorded by George Strait. He's written and co-written songs for artists as diverse as Vern Gosden and, of course, his friend Willie Nelson. This interview covered a lot of topics. It takes a close look, in particular, at the acclaimed Willie Nelson album entitled Heroes, which happens to be one of my favorites. The album featured guest appearances by Merle Haggard, Lucas Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Jamie Johnson, Billy Joe Shaver, Cheryl Crow, and Snoop Dogg. I hope one day to have round two with Buddy Cannon. There's a lot of things I'd like to ask him, and maybe we will have the chance. Until then, enjoy this interview, previously broadcast on FM Radio. You're listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. On this episode, it's a great pleasure to welcome our guest, Mr. Buddy Cannon. He's a songwriter, a record producer. It's good to have you here. Ah, no problem. Good to be here. So who is Buddy Cannon? God, I don't know. That's a question I've been asking myself all my life. I came from West Tennessee and uh, grew up over there in a family full of musicians. Started playing in bands when I was in high school and moved to Chicago when I got out of high school playing in bar bands. Finally came to Nashville in in 72 and started working in different touring groups and writing songs and and ultimately ended up getting a few songs recorded and started producing some records, which was what I really wanted to do. That was my goal. Been lucky. Had, Had some good records. I want to kind of go back and get to the root of your love of music. Can you remember the first album you ever bought? Oh, gosh. Uh, first album I ever bought? I don't know. You know, back when I was, a, before I moved to Chicago, I didn't really buy albums. I'd, I'd get a single occasionally, you know, and I remember buying, uh, I remember getting, you know, I was into rock and roll in high school, and I was buying, like, the Beatles singles and all that stuff. But, I mean, I grew up, like I said, my uncle was a, one of my uncles was a really good musician. He played every stringed instrument there was. And I used to, I remember going to his house when I was a kid and he had one of these big console uh, record players. And I remember sitting in there and he had these 78s of Bob Wills and uh, all these different 
different people. But as far as the first records that I bought, that would probably have been after I moved up to Chicago. And, uh, you know, I was buying, uh, I was buying old Jim Reeves and, uh, just, just stuff that, that I loved that I'd heard on the radio, you know. I still have all those records that, that I bought back then. You said that you wanted to produce records. When did you realize that that was something you were comfortable with? I suppose probably when, uh, once I, Mel Tiller signed me to a songwriting contract in 1976. Uh, you know, I immediately got, got thrust into the studio doing, doing my song demos and all that. But aside from that, Mel was, Mel was like at the peak of his career right then. And, uh, he was, uh, he had just started working with Jimmy Bowen. Bowen was his producer and, and Bowen let me hang out. I made, you know, as soon as I started spending that time in the studio doing demos and stuff, I knew I really liked that and that, I enjoyed it a lot. And luckily Bowen let me hang out in as much as I wanted to there for a few years while he was producing. Well, and I learned, a, I learned a lot just sitting around watching him. Now, I still love to write songs, and, uh, you know, I, I always love to play music, but over the last 20 years, it's kind of all that, it's kind of taken a back seat to the record production. We're joined by record producer Buddy Cannon. There's an album that you produced not long ago called That Lucky Old Son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that album. Uh, you know, I can't, it, it was, um, we had done a, a record with, with Kenny Chesney, uh, several years ago, which was an island themed record, uh, of songs that he had written. And after that record, we did two or three other albums. And then he decided he want, kind of wanted to do another one with that kind of vibe to it. So we had some more songs, you know, some more islandy kind of songs, just, just kind of more melancholy, mellow feeling things. And, uh, so uh, we we uh, cut another record like that, and he wanted to do uh, the the old pop song "Lucky Old Son," and we cut a track on that, and then we decided to ask Willie if he would uh, sing with us on it, you know. And he Willie had cut that song before, I think. You know, Willie hardly ever says no to anybody who asks him to sing. So we got him in the studio one day, and uh, and he sang he sang you know his part on it and. He called me up a few days later after I sent him a rough mix, and he said, man, he said, I, I love this track. He said, this is the best I've ever heard this song done. And and he told me, he said, let's find some songs and go in and make a record. That's how, you know, I had worked with Willie a few times where he would come in and sing on other people's records. I never really had gotten a chance to get to know him until that song really was the uh, was the point where he be, he be started knowing who I was, I guess, and we've we've had a great great relationship since. I've I've done several several things with him, and uh, just gotten to be really good friends. And he's been my hero forever. So it's it's really cool when you uh, can get to know your heroes and get to be friends with them, and they're and they're really cool people. What is Willie Nelson like to work with in the studio? Yeah, I mean he's the best. I got have so much respect for it. Is I remember hearing him on back in the sixties. He did some of the most bizarre arrangements, up real up tempo, fast western swing songs, and 
just completely uh, had his way with the melody. You know, I mean, <laughs> somebody who had not heard the song before wouldn't know they were the same songs. It was a jazz interpretation of the song, you know. And I somehow I understood what he was doing back then. Uh, he's a pleasure. I mean, he's just the best to work with. He just uh, we have a, I guess, a mutual respect for each other, and he'll do any. He'll sing. You know, he'll do whatever I ask him to. I never ask him to do anything that isn't fun. You know, and we just have a great time when we're in the studio. You were talking about how Willie puts his stamp on anything he sings, and records. And you said that you felt like you had a sense of what it was he was trying to do. What do you think it is that he's trying to do with his recordings? He looks out a different window, you know, and he he just feels everything differently. I mean, he never he never never sings or plays the same same uh, way twice. You know, I, I read an article some um, uh, on the internet, an article somebody an interview somebody did recently and uh, they were uh, talking about all of his songs he had written and how they covered different genres of music, you know, and how they were all, the songs were different and the guy asked him, he said, what's the most unusual version of Crazy that you've ever heard? And Willie said, probably the way we played it last night. <laughs> you know, so that, that's kind of where he, that, that's kind of who he is. Just gets out there and he doesn't care if it it's the music's a little bit loose like he says in his on the road again the life he loves is playing music with his friends so it doesn't have to be the same organized thing every night he just does whatever feels right at the time and it works for him we're joined by record producer buddy cannon one of willie nelson's albums is entitled heroes it's a great album and i like this the band is credited as the roll me up band how did we come up with that name yeah well that that was an after the fact name for the band you know uh we wrote this song willie and i and uh and some other guys called roll me up and smoke me when i die and had a big time with that so we used you know we used pretty much the same band with the exception of one or two guys where we had had to add something when, when our original guy wasn't there but so we decided to just called the band the Roll Me Up Band, and uh, everybody thought we got a kick out of it. It was funny. How did you put the band together? Well, uh, it was uh, pretty pretty quickly. Willie called me up about maybe October, October 2010, and he said, hey, I want, I want you to put a band together and come down here and uh, to my studio in Austin, and let's let's record songs for about three days. At the time, he said he wanted to cut a bunch of songs, a bunch of Hank Williams songs and a bunch of Hank Cochran songs and a, and a bunch of just anybody named Hank, he said. He said, we'll call it Hank's a lot. And so, you know, thinking of those old, all those old songs, I, I just, I, I knew this group of guys and I, I knew that they would be, the, just, they would be the right guys to take down there because they, you know, they wouldn't be looking at, they would be, they love Willie's music as much as I do, these guys do. So it wouldn't be somebody sitting looking at the clock every minute and they'd be in there for the for the love of the music. I think that came across. I mean we cut twenty three songs in in three sessions. There's still some good songs left out of that group of songs that haven't been released yet. 
In addition to the Roll Me Up band, there were some additional musicians who played on the Heroes Willie Nelson album. For example, Paul Schaefer. Was this the first time you had worked with Paul Schaefer? First time I'd worked with him, I had met him a couple of times when I was up with different people doing the Letterman show. I was a fan of his playing, and and we were talking after after Letterman. Uh, I asked him if he ever got down to Nashville, and he said, "Ah, oh, you know, sometimes." He said, "I'm actually coming down." He was he was coming down uh, in about a month or a month and a half, and was going to be taping Marty Stewart's television show and playing on the Grand Ole Opry playing an old Floyd Kramer instrumental on the Grand Ole Opry. I knew I had this Willie record, and I told him, I said, man, I don't, I don't want to get you to come in and play on the one or two tracks on this song. And he said, well, let me know when. So I, no, he said, just make it that weekend when I'm going to be down there. And so we scheduled it, and he came in, and we had a great time. He's a wonderful guy. It was a lot of fun to hang around with. One of the other musicians who appears quite a bit on the Heroes Willie Nelson album, is Lucas Nelson, Willie's son. Tell us about him. You know, that's the first time I actually, uh, that I had worked with Lucas. I had met Luke, oh, I don't know, I guess about four years ago, I was doing, um, working on a record with my daughter, and Willie sang a track, and I had to fly up to Connecticut to hook up with him. And Willie had his sons, Lucas and Micah, they were with him up there. And they, but they were like, uh, I don't know, 17 maybe. Luke might have been 17 years old. But, uh, he's, a, he's another, uh, he's another Willie Nelson, Lucas is. He's, uh, the guy's amazing. I mean, he, he has definitely inherited that Willie Nelson music gene. He's a great writer and he, he's a really unique stylist on the guitar, just like Willie. I mean, his, his guitar parts are just just really really uh, hooky and catchy and don't sound like anybody else. And he's got a great band, you know. He does. He's got this band called Promise of the Real, where they play all original stuff, stuff that he writes. He's, he's a great kid. I love him. He's got Willie's demeanor. He's just he's a, he's another Willie. We're talking with record producer and songwriter Buddy Cannon. There's a song that you wrote with Willie Nelson and Willie's son Micah called Come On Back Jesus. Yeah, actually, uh, that song, Willie sent me uh, one morning, I got up and checked my email, and he had, he sent me the first verse and chorus of that song. He said, put a melody to this and we'll cut it. So that's what I did. I put the melody to what Willie had originally sent me, and then I cut a track on it. Without Willie, I just cut a track, and then Willie was going to put So I had to fly to L.A. to get with Willie and Chris Christopherson and do some, some vocals. And when I got out there, Willie started to do this uh, his vocal on Come On Back Jesus, and, and uh, he told me that he thought Micah had written another verse to it. We got Micah in there. He was hanging out, and we got him in there, and he sung us the verse. So Willie said, well, you know it. You go out there and sing it. <laughs> so so uh, that, that's kind of how that happened. Willie wrote the first verse and chorus, and then Micah wrote the second verse, and I put the melody to it. Of all the songs on Willie Nelson's album, Heroes, is it possible for you to pick a favorite? I love Willie's song, um, Where's Our Hero Tonight. You know, I think that's the so such a snapshot of what Willie Nelson's music is. You know, it reminds me like of 
what he was doing back in the um, when he when he was so white hot with that you know in the early eighties, late seventies, and uh, I love that song. I also love a horse called Music. That's really a really a well crafted song. I love the Tom Waits song, "Come On Up to the House, Just Breathe." Yeah, the one the one the one they're working the radio right now. It's uh, I don't know. It's just uh, there's there's a lot of great material on there. Absolutely. I have to agree with you. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that song, A Horse Called Music, from the album Heroes. I've been listening to that a lot. When Merle Haggard comes in and starts singing, it kind of puts the hair on your arms straight up. What's it like for you when you record something like that, and you listen back to the very first time? You're listening in the headphones or however to what it sounds like and you haven't heard it before. Yeah, I can't believe it. I'm still, every time I hear those guys singing on something that I'm a part of, I feel like almost surreal. Because I'm still such a fan, and I still love the music so much. that You know, just to be able to be in a in a creative environment with Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard is like, I mean, there's no way to describe that to me. It's, it's like a dream, like, because when I was a kid, I used to dream about this kind of stuff. I still am in awe of those guys. I mean, I, I worked with Merle uh, one day last, two weeks ago, on another project. He came in and sang on a record I'm doing on Jamie Johnson, and it was just unbelievable. He's, just, he's still Merle Haggard. Speaking of Jamie Johnson, how did you meet him, and what is he like to work with? You know, I met Jamie about, oh, close to 10 years ago. through a Another musician friend who uh, he and I were have been talking about doing some finding an act to produce, and this guy's name was Randy Hardison. He was a drummer, and he told me one day he said, "Man, he said I heard this guy at a riders' night, a riders' round, uh, the Hall of Fame lounge here in Nashville." He said, "I heard this guy, and he said he's one of the best singers I've ever heard." And so we went and, and listened to him. The next time he did a, a show, rider show. And Randy was right. The guy was Jamie, and he was had had that big cutting baritone voice. And so we were talking about going in to record some sides. And and I mean, within two or three weeks after that, my friend Randy was dead. He got he got attacked by some guys and ended up getting killed. So Jamie and I kind of had a bond from that point on through through Randy, I guess. And I started working with Jamie, doing some demos with him, and started shopping him around to labels. I took him over to over to what's now Sony. I think it was RCA at the time. You know, took him over there, and he played for the label people. We ended up making three different trips over there for him to play for the label heads, and they finally ended up signing him. We did a record for RCA, and then uh, that didn't last long. Jamie's renegade side started coming out, and it kind of rubbed with what the label heads wanted out of their artists over there. So they parted company pretty early. We had one top, I think our first single we did called The Dollar, went to number 11 or number 12 or something like that. But then, uh, you know, we've, we've written together a lot. We, we wrote a song that George Strait did in about 2006 called Give It Away, which had real success with it. It was a ACM and CMA Song of the Year. and so we've had some good success on our songs that we wrote. So 
from time to time, I, I do some recording with him still. You've worked with so many great artists. Just on, for example, one album, Heroes, there's Billy Joe Shaver, Jamie Johnson, Ray Price, Merle Haggard. But just your whole career, what are you most proud of? I think all of it. All of the different, the great singers. I've had the pleasure of working with some of the best voices in the world. I had a real close working relationship with Ryan Gosden. Wrote a lot of songs with him. We used to sit in my living room, me and him and youngest daughter, Melanie, and and we were neighbors, and we'd sit in my living room and sing for hours and hours, like two or three nights a week. Uh, No recorders running. I don't have one recording of it, but we just did it every night. And and George Jones, I'm proud that those people think enough of me to want me to be part of their music. I guess that's what I'm most proud of. We've been joined by record producer and songwriter Buddy Cannon. My last question is very open-ended. For anyone who's tuned in, what would you say to those folks? I'm thankful that people still love to listen to the music that that I have my hands on. You know, I still love to write songs, still love to produce records. I still love to produce records that I love. Just finished an album with Jamie. It's a tribute to the great songwriter Hank Cochran. And it's another record that's got, we have 13 guest artists on there, ranging from Elvis Costello to Emmy Lou to Allison Krauss, Leon Russell. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. To me, it's amazing to step back and look and see that I have actually had the honor and the pleasure of sitting in a recording studio with these people. Mr. Cannon, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for sharing your story, and thank you for all this great music. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay, thanks. Pop, pop, a doodly, zing, bang, booyah, ducky, jop, a doon, a cock, a boodly, ka, sabi, dee, punk, kot, chilapak, a doo, ziliponk, a total, a kapon, goodbye.